and welcome to the Naked Truth Relationships podcast, where Christians with different relationship statuses and histories chat about what it's really like in church when it comes to dating, singleness, marriage, and everything in between. We're glad you decided to join us for the conversation today. I'm here with Laura. Say hello. Hello. And with Char. Say Hi. hello. Hello. And we're looking particularly today at singleness. We'll be drawing on some of our own experiences and context, but particularly looking at it from a macro level as well. Is that right? The big one. Um, because um, these two run a fantastic organisation called Honoured Singles, helping to raise up single leaders in the church and some of the struggles and joys that come with that. So let's begin. So this is literally just a chat around Laura's kitchen table and we're looking at the issue of singleness. My name is Andre. I oversee a project called Naked Truth Relationships. And Laura, do you want to just introduce yourself and say a bit about what Honor Singles is all about? Um, yeah, um, so um, my name's Laura. Um, I live in Nottingham. I'm a teacher. Um, I'm a single mum. Um, so I've got a few things going on in life and um, the rest of my week I spend running Honoured Singles with some other brilliant people and Honoured started two years ago um, I'd been single for about 18 months um, after splitting up and um, just was experiencing what it was like to be single for the first time I guess as a Christian in the church because I'd got married quite young um, and I think I was looking for something like Honoured and then didn't find anything um, and I didn't know about Naked Truth relationships either, so I just hadn't found anything to kind of support me as a single person or where I could meet other single Christians. Or, um, And I guess it made me feel like quite sad, really, that the church didn't recognise singleness that much. And um, there was a lot of kind of shame and embarrassment around singleness and dating and stuff from what I could see. Um, and I'd gone to a conference as well where I just felt like there was not really any... Um, single people speaking from the front even leading worship sort of anywhere visible really and I just didn't feel represented so um I felt like God sort of put that on my heart um and straight away out of that kind of honoured was born um and the vision for it which is um Charlotte's gonna have to help me because I always forget um empowering blessing blessing and connecting (laughs) so we've kind of really stuck to that vision um so we're trying to like empower people to know that um being single is absolutely fine um nothing to be ashamed of nothing to be embarrassed about like just to reclaim that label I guess and to be proud of it and all the great things there are about being single um and as leaders to encourage people to step into leadership even though they're single that that's not holding them back Um, and to connect people through events through our blogs to make people know that they're um, not on their own there's lots of other cool single people out there Um, and uh, what's the other one blessing Um, so just to really bless people through the blogs like hopefully to delve into some of those things that um, churches might not be teaching on and just just really encourage people in the messiness of loneliness or dating or breakups or whatever that like God is at work in their lives just as much as people in a very happy comfortable marriage like God works in the mess and and he's loves us just as much whatever's going on so yeah that's a bit about honoured basically (laughs) amazing and I can uh, testify that you do amazing work and it's great to be here chatting to you today and so Shah when did you get involved and a bit of your background um so I got involved about a year and a half ago it was last January and um I'd moved back to the area I'd done an English degree in Leeds I'd done a youth work kind of gap year on the Isle of Wight 
and um, I moved back because I was struggling with my mental health and took some time off work and just had loads of pressure from my home church um, that I was still single. I've always been single and um, my family and my church weren't impressed by that um, and I found honoured singles on social media and I was writing my own blog at the time about being unashamed about myself and um, yeah I thought why not kind of get involved so I think I first asked Laura if, if she just wanted another blogger and then went to my first single leaders breakfast and it was terrifying to go on my own but I found a great group of girls and loved it and I've kind of just been getting more and more involved ever since. Oh, amazing. So there's three kind of questions to guide these discussions, but tangents are welcome and <laughs> we will see where the mood takes us. But I guess just to kick us off, um, so either of you, so in your, in your experience personally and doing the work through Honest Singles, um, what is your experience of singleness in the Christian context? Ooh, it's a big one, that. <laughs> um, well, I suppose I've shared a little bit about like... Uh, where where on it started kind of came from that really but I think being married well I was married for eight years you know as a really committed Christian then becoming single and um you know just being as strong in my faith I was shocked really I think that um like I think it's amazing that churches honor families and like are really open to families and children and stuff but sometimes I think it's at the detriment of single people and even sometimes I'll go to things without my kids even though I've got kids and I'll feel like I'll just feel out of place here because it's so family orientated and yeah I suppose it's a slightly different perspective from from yours yeah like I guess because I've never had the relationship like I'm gonna say I'm only 25 I feel quite old in myself <laughs> but according to other people that's quite young um, Were you saying other people like us? <laughs> that. Actually, I don't know how old Andre is. <laughs> we won't go there, we'll move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was like, I would literally walk into my home church and all the people there that have known me for years would say, you know, have you not found a boy yet? Have you not found someone? And it was just this constant pressure that singleness was wrong, um, that I was not yet completed my potential if I hadn't found somebody. And so therefore I felt that I could never like progress in church leadership or I could never do anything like that if um, I didn't have a man on my side, which was quite sad. Mm. Yeah, it is. And I, when I go around doing talks and chat to people, you hear this constantly from people who are single and say like they feel like they haven't arrived yet or they're kind of um, second class essentially. And I, I mean, it always annoys me when the preacher or whoever it is gets on stage and says hi my name is da 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 I'm married and I have kids oh, and that yeah. is just the first thing it's they like say. a badge of honour isn't yeah. it it's like you're not allowed to talk until you give us this information <laughs> and why is that the case I mean I purposely don't mention my wife when I preach <laughs> not because I'm ashamed or anything but why does that have to be the first thing or the only thing people hear about and yeah, yeah you hear it a lot just mm. just the constant little things that make yeah. you feel like singleness is second place yeah we were saying I was chatting to somebody else the other day we were saying how um, often in preachers like older people who are married will tell funny stories about when they were dating their 
wife or husband in this like derogatory way like oh stupid me when I was younger like going out on a date and it's like well for people sat there who are dating like that's their life and there's nothing shameful or like it's not like oh silly me when I was a baby and I wet my pants it's like (laughs) adult life isn't it it's like good for you if you're out there dating like you're probably bossing life more than that married person who's like just comfortable in their life like you're taking risks you're putting yourself out there you're being bold so that makes me really mad I just want to stand up and walk out (laughs) (laughs) and I mean dating is hard moving from singleness to Mm. you know because I mean, unlike 100 years ago, even 50 years ago, you don't really have any help anymore. Your parents need to step back, you know. It's all about what you feel, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. It is, it's hard work. And like you say, see, hearing it in such a geography term isn't always helpful. <laughs> yeah. And especially the, and I don't know if you find this, the constant pressure of, if you are even just chatting to someone, people start saying, oh, you know, does she like him? And da-da-da-da, and as soon as you go on one date you know where's the wedding ring I mean do you find that pressure definitely I've not dated a lot in the past but um when I was at uni there was just guys that I was just getting on with um and people all the time were like where's this going you know we haven't been on a date yet it's not going anywhere you know (laughs) you basically it's reaching a point where you can't be friends with the opposite sex and not be going somewhere with them for me that's what I found and yeah, it's it's really hard, and it's my for me, it's my parents that really get in there. They they're so hopeful that I'm going to find someone. That um, they're always asking if I'm talking to someone or if there's someone new, and you know, especially the worst is when you're in a church and another single person of your age comes in the church. It's like the eyes that are on you. Everyone is just expecting that by next week you guys are going to be you know together, mm. and yeah, it's really horrible sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard. And I remember talking to someone who said, you know, the flip side of it, that if someone new did come into church, she just couldn't listen to the sermon because she was trying to check them out and, you know, is it going to happen? And she was having to consciously say, church isn't just about trying to find someone. (laughs) But, you know, when the message is, are you still single? Have you found someone? It's very easy to fall into that mindset. There's a lot of assumptions. I I think that's the biggest issue that people assume assume things about you without asking just because you're single so um you know if if I tell people I'm taking a bit of a break from dating or whatever they'll be like oh yeah just focus on your kids and I'm like I'm focused on my kids when I like go out on dates and like no I'm just having a break because it's a nightmare and I just need a break um or you know people assume that you want to meet somebody when you Mm. don't want to but then they might also assume that you're not interested when you would like to meet somebody and I think it's just taking everybody for who they are isn't it and saying you know where are you at and like yeah because because the other thing is that like there's that overhyped like oh you know you're every single person that comes in you might go on a date with them you might get together with them but then the other thing is like just to ignore that like air whole area and it's like embarrassing to talk about loneliness and it's embarrassing mm. to talk about dating and stuff so I think it can go too far the each way can't yeah, it I also think you get judged on how you date how you choose to air quote put yourself out there um, I don't know where there is, but people are telling me to get out there all the time. And and you get judged on, like, if you choose to use internet dating, then all the older generations are like, well, no, you shouldn't be doing that. And if you're not using that, all the younger generations are like, but that's where dating is these days. And, 
you know, it's, it seems like it's impossible to meet someone the old-fashioned way, um, but you're either not putting yourself out there enough or you're putting yourself out there too much and just <laughs> the judgment <laughs> is unreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, do you find that? Because, I mean, obviously I haven't dated in a while, but do you find that when you start dating everyone or people in the church or in the Christian community then feel like they own the process and are allowed to say why are you doing this why are you doing that in a, I mean do you find A does it happen and B is it helpful ever or is that um, more of a challenge than a than a help I don't know I think if it's for me if I'm like interested in somebody and and my friends are there alongside people that I trust then, then their opinion can be really helpful because I'm an external processor. So I need to go to them, tell them what's going on, um, and and that can be really helpful. Um, but I think when when you start to like someone and they're like, oh no, I, I want this to work out, and you and I've done it with other people before. I have to admit, where you're so invested, I'm rubbish when it comes to TV. I get so invested in characters' relationships. That I'm like, if this doesn't work out, I can't watch this program anymore. And I do have to check myself that I'm not doing that. The same thing with my friends, and you know, desperately wanting their happy ending, that I try and own them. <laughs> it is a challenge. Yeah, no, I found um, sort of going out with people, and then it doesn't work out, and people are like, oh, oh, like. And then they're immediately, like, looking, oh, what's up with me that I didn't, mm. like... Well, come on, there's a person there that wanted to go out for you. Like, it's not to sort that out, like... <laughs> but when people tell me that they've broken up with someone, I'm like, brilliant, good for you. Like, you didn't marry the wrong person, well done. Like, I think it's... We should be... Not encouraging the messiness, but we should be okay with the messiness. Because, like... I don't know, I just think that there can be, like, this animosity is that the right word within churches to people that break up with someone and I'm like but if you didn't feel like it was right or you didn't fancy them or whatever it was that's the best thing that you could have done like Mm. that is an honourable move to break up with them and as churches we have to get comfortable with the mess don't we and if two people who are like high profile characters in the church break up with each other and it's a bit of a mess in the church and it's like caused chaos like we've got to be okay with that haven't we it's like that's part of family life isn't it and like brilliant you didn't get married and it didn't work out like good for you making that bold move because it's brave to break up with someone and not be like mm-hmm. well I've got all these pressure to get married and stay together so yeah no I think that is so important I think when you frame dating as oh it's just a step towards marriage then a breakup is seen as the worst possible thing but when you frame it as it's two people trying to you know discern just see if they enjoy each other's company are they committed could they commit long term if the answer is no then a breakup is not a failure and I think that is something yeah that is that is lacking and obviously breakups are never fun but like you said it's better to break up now than 10 years down the line when you should never (laughs) yeah yeah and to and it and it's easier if your church are supportive of that and they're not you know one person's not demonized or you know as long as hopefully the breakup's like honorable um we've got some good blogs on that (laughs) (laughs) but like if one person (laughs) (laughs) you know they're coming Uh, but like it's easy for churches to be like well this person's like really let down this person i think that's a really important point because i remember hearing um about a worship leader in church who wasn't on speaking terms with three people in his church because of bad breakups and churches were taking side. And I mean, how do you 
how do you bring people into the presence of God yeah. <laughs> when you're not on speaking terms like that? I don't feel like the early church would have been doing that, would they? No. <laughs> all about the early if church. That's all we're ourselves on. <laughs> they would have some excellent systems. Oh, they just get married, wouldn't they? Deal with it. Mm. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, and and yeah, obviously in this we are we obviously need to be aware that there are some people who are going to be celibate for life and who are choosing that path and who are making that conscious decision. I guess it's important to point out that we're talking more about single people who are hoping to date or hoping to be dating now or find someone in the future. Um, But just going on to our second question, uh, how has being single in the Christian community helped or hindered um, so you personally or the work you do what do you think people say how has being single in the Christian community help or, helped or hindered <laughs> it's just a glass. I feel like I need to <laughs> think uh, I guess for in me a Christian com- in a Christian community rather than like our personal yeah but interpret as any way okay. you want Laura <laughs> come up with an answer it's alright yeah all answers welcome <laughs> okay I guess when I so when I talk to people who are single in the church, obviously or single in the church as well, I mean it was, I mean you did have a community that was focused on trying to include people and where you had friendships because being a Christian, as we've already hinted at, isn't about getting married and mm. finding you know the one in inverted commas, which I don't believe in anyway. But um, you know, it is about that friendship and that relationship, and you are part of a community that should be saying. Well, it doesn't matter if you're single or dating or married, you know, you're, you can be part of what's going on. And, you know, sometimes we can fall short of that. I know me and my wife purposely invite people around who are single or who are couples because we're like, we don't just want to be one of those couples who only hang out yeah. <laughs> with other couples, mm-hmm. which I think people can easily fall into. Um, so I guess in a way that it has been good, the church should be a place where even if you're single, you could still have that relationship. You still get value and know that you're wanted. Um, but yeah so you've had thinking time now so <laughs> profound answers <laughs> so I was just thinking about so I, like, I'll paint the picture that I'm in the rural community rural Nottinghamshire you know there's, I am the only person in my 20s at my church um, but I've been really aware since joining Honoured about singleness and trying to make it more accessible for single people to um, come to my church particularly because we're a family focused church Um and so little things like we, we, we wanted to do like a gathering around Valentine's Day and you just have to make it really kind of obvious that this is not a thing for couples, you know, that God's love is for everyone, not just for the people in couples. Um, so little things like that, for example, they wanted, they were thinking about doing like a tea, a little like couples tea with lots of tables. I was like, well, no single person's going to come to that. Um, little things like that and I also have this thing about like this is my single thing I like putting chairs in odd numbers um, just because it gives everyone the chance to sit down without feeling awkward Um, I don't know how much I've helped my church with singleness but everyone sits down now you know Um, yeah it's certainly since being with Olive I've noticed my perspective of singleness has changed and I would like to think that's like rubbed off with my married you know colleagues um that they now will ask me and they'll say how can we make this better for single people um and sometimes it's about making it a big deal and sometimes it's about saying it's not anything it isn't a deal it isn't something um you know the church is for everyone um 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Laura. That's probably such a mixed bag of experiences. So my pastor and his wife are like just brilliant, and he'll always ask me about like dating stuff, which. I know some people find that annoying, but I find it really honouring because it's like where I'm at. So I really appreciate that he takes an interest. And I think as a single um, Christian woman who's like, I like to think I'm quite glam, you know, <laughs> I agree. put myself out there, I live life out loud. I think sometimes like a lot of Christian guys who are married just like scared to like ask me anything or like talk to me or I don't know why I don't know why like just there's like a lot of fear there isn't there of I don't know I went to this um city prayer thing and there's this guy who's a curate and he always like gives me a hug and I just think really appreciate that because I'm just your sister like I know I run this ministry and I live life out loud but I just like I think that sometimes makes you feel like oh they're the sort of racy single person that we can't like fully embrace and like I'm just um, a normal person. And, and my pastor and his wife are brilliant like that. And we'll just go out for meals, the three of us. Um, and like that really makes me feel valued, like that they make the time for that. But I can't say that anybody has invited me and or me and my kids round for dinner in my church since I became single, which I just find like quite hard really and kind of... Um, that's the opposite of honouring, isn't it? Really, yeah. And it's not, and that's not rocket science. Just inviting someone around for dinner, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. It doesn't need to be a big thing. Like you say, it's just little things like putting chairs out. I'm going to use that one. Please <laughs> <laughs> do. But yeah, but even just little things like in the sermon, using an example which is you know from a single person or doesn't mention you know marriage. You can have example, just little things like that it doesn't need to be big, like you say. And I do think, as we're all hinting at, there are good examples in the church where they are doing this and really making people feel honoured. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just, just needs to happen more, really. And is there like an overwhelming thing, people you work with, is there like things that keep coming up, like little or big, that people you know, would like to see more of? Yeah, or, so uh, many of the same issues just come up, don't mm. they? Like, so... Um, definitely the thing about um, people speaking on singleness who aren't single like I know you're not single but like who, who haven't even experienced like a season of singleness so people talking about dating and um, that kind of thing who got married when they were in their early 20s and they've never really dated anybody and um, people talking about like sex within dating and that kind of thing who haven't had to like figure that whole thing out so I don't know that that's one that comes up all the time isn't it and that's why we're always really trying to encourage people to step up and offer at their church to do the talk on singleness so it's not somebody who's married so it's somebody that's like living it Mm -hmm. um yeah I think the people we find a lot is that um they just the whole thing is awkward it just seems awkward I know dating can appear awkward and that whole thing can be nerve-wracking and awkward but the church is seen for a lot of our the people that we get involved in seems to be making it awkward as well be great if we could just like take that awkwardness out um so that it's like shameful isn't it it? like sometimes i'll say to someone oh would so and so like to come to this event are they single and they're like oh i don't want to ask them that and it makes me (laughs) feel insulted because i'm like it's nothing to be embarrassed about like that you're single that's like 
I don't know because it makes me feel like it's a bad thing yeah and I'm like let's reclaim that label like it's absolutely fine definitely we, we did um, a series on speaking up about singleness and one of the girls that comes along genuinely is like after this event I just feel empowered like I remembered that I'm single and it's good and I was that job done that was yeah. great um, but it was just great to be giving that you know vibe for people that they can walk into their church with their head held high because they're single and that's okay mm. We've, yeah. we've found that actually the funny thing about with the events sorry this is a tangent but um, <laughs> so with our Instagram stuff when we first started running events um, it would just always be photos of us because n- people didn't want their photos on the Instagram mm. and then we slowly found that like I mean there was nobody at the event on Friday who didn't want their photo on no. and I just think like that's cool now that yeah. people seem to be and hopefully we're adding to that narrative that you know actually being single like it's fun and it's like fine and it's nothing to be ashamed of and yeah because you because if you say to most christians you know do you think singleness is you know is second class or hindering they'll all say no i'll say oh you know poor single juice or single but then yeah. in the actual practicality it's not mm. always thought through yeah, or worked yeah. out so it's important to think how it affects us day to day and in our churches and stuff like that and i think the fact that we don't see yeah. that many um single christians like standing up the front like taking a lead you know all those sort of christian celebs or people that lead big churches and stuff they're all in couples aren't they so i just think you feel like never gonna really i don't know there's no one to aspire to or to look at and think oh yeah that's great you know people like miriam swaffield Mm -hmm. um and kate wharton as well i think you know people like that who are doing the business are like really helping with that story of you know, you don't need someone standing next to you to qualify you to lead or to boss it. Like, it's fine. And do you think that's more of a more of a problem for women? Because I feel like I think you're right. It's not enough single people from the front leading it or on the eldership team or leadership team, whatever word you want to use. But I think it's particularly harder for women who are single who don't have a husband to vouch for them which I just think is totally ridiculous Mm. (laughs) Um, so do you feel like being single as a woman and being raised up into leadership is it's more it's almost like a double whammy if you know what I mean yeah I went to a conference recently and was really aggravated by the fact that every speaker was married and their first question to every speaker was when they interviewed them was not um you know, how did you find God or when did you become a Christian? (laughs) It was like, so where did you two meet? And I was really aggravated by it. Um, And right at the end of this conference, the host of the conference kind of said, um, we actually want to pray for women because, you know, sometimes it can feel like they need a husband if they want to leave the church. And um, and I was a little bit like at that point, a little bit too late. I've been here a few days, <laughs> yeah. um, but also really pleased that they did that. And there was loads of women, including myself, that went up for prayer because actually it's so true. And sometimes you know we look at church leadership or any kind of leadership, and you know you're just thinking, well, actually, where is your husband? Because you can't be doing this on your own. And then you have to check yourself. Um, so yeah, I think. It probably is harder. I, I still come across people all the time. Um, so I've been an intern this year and even I come across people that are like, oh, well, should, should you really be doing that? You know, as a woman, it's like, yes, I can <laughs> yeah, be a worship leader and do yeah. this. It's OK. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, to then be doing that and being like, oh, well, you're single as well. I think there's definitely um, probably not in every church, but in some churches, there's definitely still that pressure. 
Yeah, it's just those underlying assumptions that aren't checked. That aren't yeah. well, obviously married because everyone I see is married, and it becomes an assumption that you then base everything yeah. else on instead of like you say, "How's your relationship with God going? Where did you yeah. meet Jesus?" Yes, <laughs> probably more important questions <laughs> when it comes to leading a church. So, kind of taking us into our our third section. Um, so what do you think is the main thing, or should I say the main things, uh, which you think needs changing or tweaking? I mean, obviously you spoke, spoke about mm. some of this already, but what would you say bubbles to the surface as an individual in your context, but also, you know, the work, the work you do? Um, I think that leaders just need to be in the same way that there was a wave I guess 70s 80s of churches realizing that they needed to embrace families and children and they employed children's workers and they started um, a load of ministries that probably weren't around when it was like Sunday school um, and children had to be quiet in church I think there needs to be a revolution in church um, now about adults particularly men like and I think that churches need to look at themselves and say where, where are we not diverse why are we not diverse like and is there a reason why mm. our leadership's not diverse and our congregation's not diverse and if you don't have any single people if you don't have very many men or um you don't have that many adults in their 20s and 30s like maybe to think about some of those issues to do with singleness and i think that a lot of church leaders need to educate themselves there's some really good places they can get educated like um single friendly church have got like loads of material about um what churches can do for single people and i think that needs to be a priority it's not like oh we're doing our series on relationships quick let's shoehorn something in on singleness mm. i'll like maybe remember how i met my wife and try and do a talk on that like it's a priority <laughs> and i think all these things like Shah was saying just like making things accessible for families churches need to think how can we make things accessible for single people and like how can we honor them respect them and not treat these things lightly what are we going to do when you know this high profile couple break up in the church and Mm -hmm. how are we going to deal with things like that how are we going to support people in dating and and not embarrass people like I think those are big issues and and the leadership team who's on your leadership team do you are you raising up single leaders how are you encouraging them yeah and like we all know being a church leader is hard and you know there's a lot to mm. do and stuff but I mean this is this is a growing issue because all the stats show that more people are getting married later so people are being single where people used to get married in their early 20s it might be mid 30s yeah um, dating you know is an accepted form of trying to find someone so single people are dating now so it is Mm. it is a growing issue and something I think like you say we need to just think about or be educated on um obviously in the midst of everything else that needs to be done but it is an important Mm. issue and yeah and I think you hit on something really important there because single guys have different experiences to single girls as well and obviously there's a lot of overlap there's a venn diagram <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of overlap there um but yeah especially because there's obviously more single women statistically in church yeah. more single women than single guys and that brings its own problems and mm-hmm. you know i've heard guys say that there's women saying oh there's no one to marry and the single guy in church is saying well i'm right here do you know what i mean and then that creates <laughs> yes. its own problem so it is something that you're right just taking the time to think through and to get educated on and obviously great blogs on on his singles i said that uh, you, well, did, you didn't so have to say well, it, well, thank you um, <laughs> 
<laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, empty relationships, obviously, what I run. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> is obviously one, but you're right, just taking that time to, yeah. to think it through. I mean, um, Shah, what do you, what would you say? What comes For to me, mind? For me, I think it's about perspective. That's my big word because I know that my perspective has changed. Um, so I just saw singleness um, especially for me in I'm in a period of singleness where I've not yet been in any kind of relationship um, so it's that early kind of period of singleness where it's just a, basically a waiting room like I was just this part wasn't valuable it wasn't it was just the the stage before your life starts and um, since yeah since I've been with Anna my perspective's changed and now I see this as for however long it is whether it's the next six months whether it's the next 10 years this period of singleness in my life is a gift and one it means that I can sit and watch whatever program I want and watch as much Emmerdale as I want in the evening <laughs> without being judged. <laughs> I'm judging you. Yeah, a bit, a bit of judgment. A bit of judgment. There's more <laughs> But so I can do whatever I want, you know, I can I've got that freedom that you don't necessarily have when you're in a relationship. Um but more than that, I just feel like it's a great opportunity to spend time getting to know Jesus and um, to develop myself so that when or if someone comes along, you know, I feel like I'm that bit of a better person and potentially more ready than I would have been five years ago um, to be in a relationship. And the church needs to, for me and my experience of the church, especially little rural churches, um, is to change their perspective on singleness. This isn't a waiting period. This isn't like you're saying second class it is god-given it's in god's will and um, let's encourage people let's encourage you see them flourish in that period of time and if someone comes along that's a bonus like it shouldn't be that's the goal that's just the added bonus that could you know on their journey with god you know see them flourish yeah no very true and i and it's trying to i guess it's that challenge of acknowledging that like I say it's not a waiting period mm. and it's a time to flourish whether you're married or single or dating we should be getting closer to God and trying to you know lay down our lives more and all of that so it's not a waiting yeah. period and at the same time acknowledging that people do want to find someone yeah. <laughs> and it's not and things which always annoys me is that it's not mutually exclusive you can want to be seeking God yeah. wholeheartedly yeah. love God and be seeking a partner <laughs> like yeah. it's not mutually exclusive and I think that's a perspective that I feel sometimes we can trip up in church and mm. we can get confused that it's either one or the other you Definitely. either you either love God or love dating <laughs> yeah yeah we we find people carry a lot of guilt about dating and then sort of go around in a cycle of like oh I want to meet someone oh I feel like it's distracting me from God a bit and so like Mm. maybe God's just calling me to just be single and to focus on him and it's like well it probably is going to be a bit distracting isn't it but it's like meeting with God in that I think the problem is that people often like dating's over here and then like my relationship with God's here without knowing like he wants to be in that and he's like wants to bless you in that and Mm. um that it doesn't mean that you're not really focused on God if you want to meet someone. It's like, like it's fine. Like God made us for like intimacy and connection, didn't He? So, like if you want to seek that, then that's great. Right. So I think we're gonna wrap up this chat. Um, is there anything you want to say to end with? Any important points you think we missed or need re-emphasizing? I just think if you're single and you're feeling a little bit judged or under pressure by your church, just have a little bit of confidence. There are people out here feeling the same. 
Um, and yeah, just go out there and do what you're doing. Um, yeah, I don't think I can summarise it as well as that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, like I just hope that people would know whatever situation they're in, whether they're dating or in the middle of a really messy breakup that's just mm. traumatising, that like God is no less present and God is no less on your case and is no less like like working through you to bring his kingdom and bring his glory. So I guess that through on it, it's like the message that we're kind of bringing. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, it's good to emphasise at the start of all this, you know, it's God's word which says no matter what your relationship status, you're invited into the kingdom. So mm-hmm. obviously Jesus was single, Paul was single, never married. You've got Anna the widow who's mentioned in Luke and you have all these people who have joined who are different relationship uh, statuses and histories and everyone's welcome. And I think that mm-hmm. has to be the starting point where we're thinking about how to integrate people more into church and more yeah. into to what we're, we're doing so I just want to say thank you Laura thank you Shah um, for chatting with me today it's been great thank you and yeah. thanks for all your brilliant blogs <laughs> oh you're too kind we you're appreciate that we love them oh, oh, nailed it nailed it <laughs> so uh, for more um, from Honoured Singles do go to honouredsingles.co.uk uh, check out my website ntrelationships.com uh, or go to wherever you subscribe to your podcast to hear more uh, until then take care